Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one fiery page of Talmud a day. I want to do something that I don't usually do on Take One, and I really want to begin by just reading a portion of today's stuff, Shabbat 121, that really gave me pause. Here goes. The Tanah who recited Tanaitic literature before Rava Barav Huna taught a baraita, one who kills snakes and scorpions on Shabbat. The spirit of the pious is not pleased with him. Rava Barav Huna said to him, and with regard to those pious, the spirit of the sages is not pleased with them, as snakes and scorpions harm people. I read this little paragraph and it really made me stop and think because as some listeners of this show or of the podcast on Orthodox may know, I grew up in Israel. I shot my first firearm when I was five and since then have developed a lifelong love for firearms and for weapons. And yet here I am in my hardened pro-gun self reading this fascinating discussion between two camps of Jews. The Sages who say, well, of course, if there's any animal or anything out there that threatens you, you should kill that thing versus the righteous versus the pious who say, no, still a living thing. You should still forswear firearms. And because the discussion about guns is one like so many other discussions that we really are not doing a great job at having. I asked one of my dear friends, one of the only people, even though he may not always know it who really makes me stop and think and reconsider my positions. The Corduroy Rav returns with his wisdom. Hello, Mark Oppenheimer. Hello. The summertime is a difficult time for the Corduroy Rav because to wear my Corduroy robes is quite uncomfortable. And yet, wear them I must, for it is my my vocation and my calling. Are there Corduroy shorts? There are Corduroy shorts, but I feel that my my Hasidim expect me in full Corduroy regalia. So it's it's, you know, it's a... Dicey prospect when I can go corduroy knickers, corduroy shorts, that sort of thing. We're privileged to have your voice uh, with or without uh, stripes. And I want to start by asking you this really general, broad, misshapen question. You and I are on different sides of many political debates. The gun debate is one of them. And yet I read this thing, the sages versus the pious, and I cannot help but think that here's an opportunity to listen once again to the voice of the pious. What is it that I'm missing out in this discussion about firearms, Mark? Right. Well, I think actually the sages and the pious are are well-named, well-translated in this case. You know, I think of people who have sagacity, who have that kind of wisdom, as good at making laws for the society, um, for others. And if one can understand the case for saying people in a society have a right to arm themselves or to be well-armed or to, you know, in the American context, uh, to create a militia for their own protection. What do we think of when we think of the camp of the pious? I read that less as thinking about how are we making laws for others? How are we organizing a society of lots of people? And more, how am I organizing my own internal life? Like what it means to be a chassid, to be a pious person, to be Haredi, to be trembling, is to think about one's own inner state, right? So in the gun control debate, you could imagine one saying, look, my wisdom, my sagacity says that I have to create circumstances for those who feel the need to protect themselves. You know, let's take an easy case and say you live in the woods and you're worried about bears, you would want a rifle, right? Or you're far from a police force, you might want a gun in case there's an intruder. You can understand 
the sagacity of saying we want to create a society in which there are provisions for people to have a license to have a firearm. But then you can say, what do I as a pious human being want for myself? I hope I want to be the kind of person who only picks up a gun and only kills another being with extraordinary difficulty and regret, right? So it seems to me it's a question of how do you organize the laws for others versus how do you organize your own virtue internally? Does that resonate? It absolutely does, and I think it's very, very wise. But that leads me back to the sort of inherent problem, and I think the opportunity of having this here conversation, which is, I think that when you and I speak about these matters, we are actually not, though politically uh, on this particular issue, you know, worlds apart, we're actually, when we break it down to views and positions, we aren't as far apart as you may think, you know, as a what you would call in the common parlance gun nut. I strongly support, you know, things that I grew up with in Israel, like regulation and license and wait periods and training every couple of years to make sure you actually know how to use this awesome machine that you bought. All these things seem kind of like very commonsensical to me. Whereas I think that as someone who would be characterized as anti-gun, right, you would say, well, yeah, you know, begrudgingly, I don't want them myself, but I understand why some people may need them. So what I want to ask is, why is the gulf in the public discourse so wide when, when people like us could actually make a lot of, you know, accommodations? That's a great question, you know, and I don't want to be overly kumbaya and touchy-feely and say, well, there's, you know, people have to give on both sides. They probably do. But from where I sit, you know, I see the problem as a pro-gun culture. I mean, we know what's happened to the NRA historically, which is it's moved from being a sportsman's organization that supported all sorts of sensible uh, training requirements and licensing requirements to being one that absolutely opposes every kind of requirement at all. So, you know, that sort of irredentism strikes me as as a lot of the problem, right? Because they, they're saying, look, we have sagacity, but there's no sense of piety. There's no sense of what kind of human beings do we want to be, except, and here I'll speak from a little bit of experience. I think you know that I took um, a gun course with, I took the NRA certified gun course. And the teacher of it was uh, very much the stereotype. You know, I, I enjoyed the course. I enjoyed learning a lot. I fired guns. But I have to tell you, I was hoping the teacher was going to be this kind of really nuanced, sensitive soul who saw both sides of every issue. And instead, he was someone who had the itchiest trigger finger imaginable. I mean, when he talked about what having a gun meant to him, he talked about the pleasure of knowing when he was in a Chili's or an Applebee's that if there was someone came in and tried to shake the place down with a holdup, that he'd be able to shoot him between the eyes. I mean, the kind of thing that literally never happens, right, when you're in a Chili's. But you could tell he kind of wanted it to. His self-conception, rather than having a sort of pietistic sense of himself, as someone who hoped for peace but had a gun just in case, he kind of was hoping that at some point in his life he'd get to use it. And that strikes me as where gun culture is now too, that there's no piety in it. There's no sense of reverence, that it's just swagger. But maybe you would see it differently. I, I wouldn't actually. Here's the thing. you know, We could argue about what in the political zeitgeist, real or perceived, uh, drove gun culture to this point. But 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 I want to take your point. I think it's very well taken. So let me just ask this uh, as, as a sort of end point to the conversation. As the representative of maniac nation, of us armed crazies, so we get licenses, we get training, etc. What would the corduroy rav have us do in order to make gun owners consider the piety rather than only the sagacity? I mean, that's a great question. I mean, I suppose that we all should be listening to people who have had to live kind of in extremis on the other side of the issue, right? So they keep going in this argument, as you know, in this stuff. And, you know, they talk about how 
we shouldn't even be be harming wasps or, or scorpions on Shabbat, right? That what real piety is, is even when we're entitled to hurt something that might sting us, we refrain from it because we want to have in the forefront of our mind what it is to be someone who simply doesn't take life, to whom that's repulsive, right? So in the gun debate, I think what that would mean is that gun owners should, as part of their licensure, have to talk to people who have been deeply damaged by, by guns being misused, who have lost loved ones to violent crime or who forgot to lock up up a gun and therefore their child shot himself or herself, something really horrible. But similarly, I would love to somehow encourage people who are forceful for, for, for gun control to talk to people, to responsible gun owners about what it means to them to be able to um, to protect themselves or what the tradition of, of sportsmanship, marksmanship, hunting in their family. And I, you know, I should add here that I have uncles and a grandfather who were hunters, so it's not something that's totally foreign to me, of what it means to them, right? It seems to me that we often hear from some of the worst people on both sides. And I think that um, you know, we should all have to encounter people who really feel that sagacity says we need guns, but also people for whom piety says we should we should recoil from them to use <laughs> to use recoiling to use coiling <laughs> language as as always all i have to say to the wisdom of the corduroy rebbe is amen i wish you wide whales of corduroy and uh, and cool days in the lake this has been take 1 a production of tablet magazine if you enjoy this show please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon. Bye.